Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number nine. In this episode, we're going to be talking about arranging your song with audio painting. Okay. Audio painting is a term that I've coined over the years. I've actually written a book on this. It's on Amazon. The book is called Audio Painting, and you can search my author name, Riley Weller. Okay. So a few things I want to share before we get into this episode. So I've actually been working on a new course. It's called FL Studio Intermediate Course. This course is going to teach you how to prepare your music to release it on a commercial level. We're going to be covering like mixing, arrangement, mastering and exporting your song, uh, you know, with best practices, especially now with like loudness normalization and all that kind of stuff. Uh, It will be releasing by the end of July 2019. So I'm really, really close for it to be done. Okay. I also have an in-depth course on arrangement and song structure. That course is called Song Structure and Arrangement Music Course by Gratuitous. Okay. Because personally, at the end of the day, I feel that the division between an amateur to professional producer is really in their arrangement. It's the patience that they put in to create this amazing composition. So many times, you know, yes, you might be able to create great melodies, but if you rush your arrangement, then, you know, your melodies are all going to fall apart because the arrangement is where you really build out the emotion uh, for your listener. So let's get into the actual episode. Okay. So the first point that I want you to remember about arrangement is that there is actually no rules. There's obviously some kind of fundamentals that you always want to follow, but for the most part, think about it. When you go to create your song, you can start with an intro, a chorus, a verse, and really it's just like it's up to you. And that's the cool part with arrangement. What's important is to figure out if your song actually flows. Okay, so when you hit play, does it make sense uh, if you're adding in all these different instruments, you know, is it starting to sound rushed? These are the things that you want to listen for. So some basic fundamentals that I have discovered over the years when it comes to arrangement is we must use some type of transition before adding or removing elements. Okay, so that is to do if you're adding in instruments, if you're actually removing instruments, or if you're actually changing up the song structure by adding in some type of transition, it's really going to help communicate with your listener and prepare them for that change. And it's not going to sound so rushed. Okay. Another cool little fundamental is that hi-hats are like powerhouses, okay? So when it comes to adding tension and fullness, hi-hats are absolutely amazing, especially when you have like fast hi-hats. And the thing is, once you've added in a hi-hat into your arrangement, it's really hard to remove because as soon as you remove it, you'll really find that your tension, you know, is kind of gone. And a really cool tip that I'll tell you right now when it comes to arrangement and your transition Uh, Silence is actually a super powerful transition. People forget about silence a lot, okay? So let's get into some different ways how you can approach arranging your song. So one way how you can be doing it is you can create lots of instruments and add them into the chorus and you use like the different combinations all throughout the verse, okay? So in other words, you know, you start with one instrument, you keep adding instruments with those melodies and pretty much your end chorus is just all those instruments playing together. And then again, when it comes to your verse, then you break them apart and you kind of find different combinations. Another way to do it is you create a totally different melody on your chorus. And I'm going to talk about the pros and cons just quickly of both. Okay. So let's talk about when you create 
all your different melodies and they add up to that one big chorus. In my opinion, that's probably the easiest approach to creating a song, you know, because it's just a matter of you create one melody, then you, you know, open up another VST, get a sound, you create another melody, and these kind of just keep building up into that chorus. And another really awesome benefit of this is when it comes to the verse, um, this is actually one of my most favorite times of arranging a song is because you actually have a lot of unique combinations between the different instruments. If we talk about hip hop for a second, so, you know, typically in hip hop, you know, when you go from verse one to verse two to verse three, many times that verse is like the same instruments. Okay. But over my years, like I've kind of always liked to have my verse one different from like my verse two to my verse three, uh, for the most part, you know, every song is a little bit different. One thing I want to mention quickly there is as you'll discover some instruments can't hold their own by themselves. So many times like you'll always need to have some type of supporting element with that one instrument. Okay, so to repeat that one more time. So many times there's certain instruments where they're going to be front and center. They can play by themselves the way how they're composed, like the actual notes are good. The sound selection that you've selected there is good. It can just play by itself. But then there's some instruments kind of like the filler instruments where they're always going to need some type of supporting layer in a sense of you might have to always play like three instruments at once when you're using that one sound or something. Okay. Now, to talk about uh, creating a totally different melody when it comes to your actual arrangement. So, for example, let's say in your verse, you've created these different types of instruments and then you go to the chorus. Now you actually change up the chord progression, whereas the other way, it's like you're always playing the same notes or whatever. It's just, you know, you have different uh instruments going on. Now, this way actually requires a lot more knowledge and effort. And the reason for that is because. When you come to your actual chorus, it's like now you have to create a new melody for all those different sounds that, you know, for example, let's say in your verse you had, let's say, four instruments and they're all playing, you know, one type of chord progression. Now you go to your chorus. It's like now you actually have to create that new melody for the chorus with all those new sounds and stuff like that. OK, so that requires a little bit more time and effort as well as knowledge with some music theory and stuff like that. Um but one of the biggest benefits of approaching it this way is it can create a really memorable and emotional chorus. That's just kind of what I found over the years. But typically the first approach where you just create one instrument and you just kind of keep building off that instrument and then your chorus is typically, you know, all the instruments added together. Again, that's probably like the easiest approach. OK, so. Let's talk about some different parts of the song structure. So I'm talking about like your intro, your verse, chorus, bridge, pre-chorus, and outro. So your intro is pretty simple. You know, not every single song needs that intro. Sometimes you can start a song right at like the chorus, hit it hard, full of excitement. Uh, your verse, again, depending on the style of music that you create, typically I always like to have verse one to verse two to verse three. I like to kind of mix them up, get different combinations of instruments going on, but, but that's totally up to you. Your chorus is like the climax of the song. It's typically like, you know, with the with your lyrics, uh, you know, it's like the catchy words as well as it's full of full of excitement It's typically, you know, what everyone's always waiting for in the song. Many times it's like what most songs are known for is like the chorus. Now, let's talk about like the bridge for a second. So the bridge is kind of like a different vibe to the song. It's kind of like a nice little change up. So, you know, if, if you're always going from like verse one to chorus to verse two to chorus, sometimes you can throw in like a bridge somewhere in there and it can just kind of give your music just a little bit of a different vibe. And again, when it comes to like the combination of your instruments, your bridge, maybe you can, you know, use a new combination that you're not using anywhere else. Now let's talk about like the pre-chorus. So the pre-chorus is pretty cool. It's typically like always before a chorus and it prepares that listener that the chorus is coming. So for example, you know, someone's listening to like, you know, let's say verse one, the pre-chorus comes in, the chorus happens. 
Now, let's say verse two happens. And then now again, let's say you, you do like the pre-chorus. Now you have prepared that listener previously in verse one, like they know that the chorus is coming when you play that pre-chorus. Okay. So again, it's just all about kind of communicating. And in that pre-chorus, you know, again, it could be like a different combination of instruments. And then your outro, when it comes to your outro, this is a really cool way to be creative with your song, whether that be like you play like a, a cymbal at the very, very end or like a kick drum or something with lots of reverb, the sky is the limit and you can be super creative, but that's kind of like typically, you know, the elements of your song and how you can kind of use them. Again, I go way more in depth in this song structure and arrangement music course by me gratuitous okay so let's talk about what is your goal of arrangement like you know what should be your end result and what are you aiming for so you want to create a song that naturally flows from one part to the next and like i was already saying the sky is the limit in the combination of your instruments when to add or remove sounds and the overall feel of your song but you must be careful that when changing sections of a song or adding in new instruments that it doesn't sound rushed or forced, okay? And then again, like I already mentioned to you guys, so in my opinion, like the difference between an amateur to professional producer is in their arrangement, okay? It's the patience that they have to fine tune their arrangement for the ultimate emotion in their song, okay? So again, at the end of the day, the goal of your arrangement is to create a song that just kind of naturally flows from one part to the next. And again, as you're listening, it's just, it just transitions, you know, you shouldn't even be really uh, hearing any weird stuff when it comes to your arrangement that all of a sudden it's like, oh, you just added in the sound. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird, right? You always want to make it sound natural. And, you know, many times adding in some type of transition again to prepare that listener that a change is happening, whether that is adding in an instrument, removing an instrument or changing up the song structure from like verse one to chorus, for example. Okay. I want to cover some powerful tips and workflow shortcuts with you guys. So here's a really, really cool one. You can actually tease your chorus for only four bars, you know, like the first time you play the chorus. And then later on in the song, you can actually allow your chorus to play longer. So for example, for like eight bars, and you can fully unleash your song's emotion. This is a really, really cool approach. Again, in the very, very beginning of the song, you kind of play just like a teaser of the chorus. Later on in the song, that's like what like, the listener has been waiting for, okay? And you just kind of like, you know, let them enjoy your creation. So here is a keyboard shortcut for you guys in FL Studio. It's Control and B, okay? And this will duplicate what you have highlighted. So for example, like I was saying, when I create my songs, I typically create songs with multiple instruments for like that big chorus, okay? So by the time I'm done beat making, what I'll do is I'll actually highlight all like the actual patterns within the playlist. And then what I'll do is I'll hold down control and B a couple times. And then what that does is it kind of like copy and pastes it over for you automatically. And then what I found for a really awesome workflow is to actually remove instruments to build the song. Okay. So instead of adding sounds in, because I find that it takes longer to add sounds in than it is to remove sounds. So by highlighting all these patterns, pressing control B a couple times, now, you know, you might have you know, like 30 bars of like all like the same patterns going on. Okay. Now I would just simply remove stuff to kind of start building like my intro and kind of seeing what things, you know, how things work in terms of like my different instruments and stuff like that to kind of get cool combinations. One other powerful tip I want to pass on to you guys is something I've discovered over the years and I'm calling it like the walk away approach. Okay. So once a song is nearing being complete, I will hit play. I'll walk away or like lay on the ground and pet my dog and I'll listen for things that stick out. So for example, this could be like a sound that's too loud, a sound that is rushed or like the flow is not in the direction that I'm you know trying to achieve. And as soon as I hear something, I'll get up, 
I'll work on it, fix it. And then I'll just go, you know, back down on the ground or something and pet my dog. Uh, again, I'm calling that like the walk away approach. And this is something that I have done for many, many years. It just allows me just to listen to the music. You know, as soon as I hear something, either I actually make like a mental note of it, you know, so I'll be like, okay, I remember I got to do that or I'll write it down or I'll actually fix it right then and there. So I just want to talk a little bit about audio painting. okay? because again, this is like a term I've coined over the years and it's just a way to describe building emotion into your songs. okay? again, I have that book on Amazon. It's called Audio Painting by me, Riley Weller. Okay, so I tend to think of different stages of music production. And the order of these stages, you know, it can vary per song, but generally it kind of goes like this. Okay. So you have like the actual beat creation stage, you know, this is like building the beat, creating the melodies, you know, creating the beat, right? Then you have mix, mixing the beat, you know, that's adjusting your volumes, EQ, adding effects like compression to achieve, you know, like the sound you want. Uh, and then you have arranging the song, okay? Making, you know, your intro, your chorus, figuring out what instruments should be in your verse, you know, the different kind of combinations and one thing I want to tell you is each of these stages is actually a specific job within the music industry. You know, each people uh, sometimes specialize in each of these areas. OK, I also consider audio painting to be a stage here. OK, so again, we've already covered beat creation. That's making the beat, mixing the beat, arranging the song. And now here comes audio painting. OK, so what audio painting. So, you know, you're listening if your song sounds rushed when adding in instruments, you're adding in transitions when you're moving from verse to chorus or you're helping for like that build up intention. OK, that's where I consider audio painting. This is like, you know, if you're adding in like reverse symbols, creating those sound effect risers, buildups, you're really helping build that emotion. Okay. Because, you know, when you arrange the song, typically for myself, you know, I'll kind of build out like my intro, my verse, my chorus, and I have a general idea of like what instruments are going to be playing there. The audio painting then kind of pushes that arrangement further, helping enhance those emotions. Okay. So again, that goes from like the beat creation, the mixing, the arrangement. And then I also call audio painting a stage here. If you think about it, it's pretty powerful. OK, and then the last stage is, you know, you're mastering. So you're adding like the final touches and balance to your song, increasing your loudness, as well as focusing on your intro and outro timing of the song. Now, a really cool comparison of audio painting is like being on a roller coaster as a roller coaster slowly brings you up to the top. You know that that drop is coming. And as it gets closer, you know, what do people do? Like they'll start raising their hands. Many people, you know, they're scared and like they're holding on as, as you know as tight as they can. And no matter what they do, it's like that drop is coming. And many people who are on the ride, you know, they enjoy the ride because, you know, they're prepared. They went up. The drop's coming. So now to compare this with music, it's really, really similar. Right. So on the roller coaster, they knew the drop was coming. And in music, we must prepare our listener for that drop through like snare roll buildups, uh, fast kick drums white noise for tension or even like a synth riser sound effects and it's just all about communicating beforehand and that listener will know that that drop is coming and you've you've prepared them for it you know you've, you've built them up for it uh, so let's just talk about some kind of ideas of transitions now you know inside the book I have like a ton you know, I have like a huge list but here's just some kind of general ones you know you could be using like reverse symbols you can also be using like a forward symbol in conjunction with a reverse symbol for you know it's a powerful transition you'd use that when you're going from like the end of verse one into like the chorus or something you could be using like white noise with like a filter that's really awesome to build tension uh, or like even like in a breakdown and stuff like that. You could be using like snare rolls. Now, again, 
each genre is kind of different. So if this is like, you know, uh, old school trap, like Dirty South kind of trap, you know, they, they used to have those like really cheesy kind of snare rolls. Or nowadays with like EDM, you have like those like, you know, snare rolls that kind of start slow and they start building up really, really fast. Many times they also increase in pitch. You have like sound effects up and down risers. And then, like I'm saying, silence is extremely powerful. So near like the end of the transition from, let's say, uh, verse one to the chorus, try just cutting out some sounds or even all the sounds allow like the reverb of like a clap or something to kind of overlap into that silence. And all of a sudden, boom, you hit them with the chorus. Super, super powerful, often overlooked. OK, so the next time you're arranging your song, you know, just think about adding in an instrument. Is it brought in rushed? Does it mess with like the flow of the song? And then again, so by using a type of transition to introduce new sounds, take them away or change up a song structure, it makes this process easier as we've communicated with the listener that a change is coming. Okay, so again, it's all about the flow of the song. So these are like the, the kind of closing thoughts of this episode. So the biggest thing that I've discovered with arrangement is you must communicate with the listener. You want to use transitions when you add or remove sounds. Again, even like the song structure, if you're going from like verse one to chorus. Uh, patience is an absolute necessity when it comes to arrangement. You know, we always just kind of want to like uh, build that beat, right? You know, you want to make the beat. You want to kind of mix it. You want to like master it. You want to get it out there. But I'm telling you, if you have the patience to really make your arrangement the most it can be, this is really going to enhance your song to the ultimate that it can possibly be. Like you're going to really bring out the emotion in your song. Okay. Another cool one to think about is songs don't always need an intro. Sometimes you can hit them hard with the chorus, you know, full of energy. Other times you can take it slow and, you know, build up your intro. So those are some kind of uh, things to think about when it comes to arrangement. There's a lot to say about arrangement. Again, you guys can check out the course. It's called Song Structure and Arrangement Music Course by Gratuitous. Uh, you know, that course is super, super in-depth. I show you guys, you know, each section of a song when it comes to intro, chorus, pre-chorus, bridge, outro, uh, you know, different techniques you can apply. And really just bringing out the most emotion in your track. And also, you know, uh, introducing you to audio painting, how to use it and really bring out, you know, again, the fullest emotion in your song. So I hope you guys like this episode. Be on the lookout for FL Studio Intermediate Course. It's going to be released by uh, the end of July 2019. I'm just in the edit editing stage right now. Super, super exciting, super, super in-depth. It's really going to prepare you to create a really polished commercial sound and get you competing out there with your favorite producers, okay? So I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.